a Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. Yes, kia ora koutou. And on today's political roundup, capital gains tax are no-go, and we'll also be looking at the Indonesian elections, which have just finished, and the rise of Islamist identity politics in that country. So a capital gains tax won't happen under Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's watch. Jacinda Ardern has entirely ruled out a capital gains tax while she remains Prime Minister. Ardern claimed that Labour are for meaningful tax reform, but that a capital gains tax just doesn't have the support of the New Zealand public. However, many political pundits are putting the ditching of the capital gains tax down to Winston Peters and his party, New Zealand First, opposition to such a new tax. It is clear, though, that Ardern was extremely sensitive to the concerns of the business sector and farming sector over tax reform. The Prime Minister has said earlier this year that the concerns of farmers and business owners were top of her mind in regards to a capital gains tax. So maybe they should change their name to the Farmers and Business Party. The government's tax working group had recommended the introduction of a new broad capital gains tax on rental properties, land, businesses and shares paid at the income tax rate and the family home would be excluded. The working group's calculations showed that almost all of the new tax would be paid by the top 20% of the population who, according to the working group, own 78% of the taxable assets in this country. The majority of the population would have actually had their taxes reduced under the tax working group's proposed reforms. Left-leaning supporters of the government will be extremely disappointed over the Prime Minister's decision not to implement a capital gains tax. The failure of the government to push through with any meaningful tax reform is a huge blow to Labour's economic progressive credentials. For the political left, tax is seen as a central rate way to bring about economic redistribution and so to reduce economic inequality. That is, shifting the burden of tax from the poor and middle income sectors of society to the rich is a significant reform that can lead to a more egalitarian society. However, it is now clear that under the Labour-led regime there will essentially be no change to the tax system, so business and the economy as normal. Political pundits are generally blaming New Zealand first for the government's dropping of any meaningful tax reform, but the big question is, was Labour ever really committed to implementing a capital gains tax and to shifting the tax burden from working people and the poor to more privileged sectors of New Zealand? The facts are that Labour did not make tax reform a central issue with its coalition talks of New Zealand first. And added to this, Labour has not campaigned hard on tax reform with the general public. Aduna and her party have clearly not put up a hard fight for comprehensive tax reform. Ardern has acted to virtual signal to her left-wing supporters that in her heart of hearts she is for a progressive tax regime, but unfortunately she has had to throw progressive tax reform into the too-hard basket. Now, on to election in the world's largest Muslim-majority country. So we've just had elections or elections going on in India, 
and elections have also finished in Indonesia. India is, of course, the world's biggest democracy, and to my knowledge, Indonesia is the world's second largest democracy. The Southeast Asian country of Indonesia has just completed its general election. The incumbent for president, Joko Widodo, has been re-elected with an estimated 55% of the popular vote. Joko Widodo is popularly known by the nickname Jokowi. Jokowi is a secular and liberal-leaning politician. He also knows a huge metalhead and is a fan of Metallica, Lamb of God and Napan Death. His party, Partai Democracy Indonesia Perjuangan, is generally seen as secular, liberal nationalist and economically centrist. Despite the president's secular and liberal credentials, Jokowi has acted to cozy up to Islamists during the election period, and his running mate, Maruf Amin, is an Islamic scholar and former head of Indonesia's and the world's largest Islamic organisation, the Nadlatul Ulama. Nadlatul Ulama is a relatively moderate religious organisation that was founded at the turn of the 20th century in opposition to the rise of fundamentalist schools of Islam. However, the Nadlatul Ulama has played a firm anti-socialist role in Indonesia's history and the organisation played a key part in the slaughter of hundreds of thousands of communists and other leftists in the late 1960s in Indonesia. The main opposition contender was, for president was Prabowo Subianto. Prabowo is a staunch authoritarian, was a previous army general and has been accused of war crimes. Prabowo is a member of the nominally secular authoritarian nationalist Gayrindra party. Although both presidential candidates courted Islamists, Prabowo was generally more blatant in his support for right-wing and even fascist-like Islamist groups. Now, uh, Political pundits have argued that political Islam, or Islamism, has actually won out in this election, even though the two dominant parties and two dominant candidates are nominally secular. This is due to the significant accommodations made by the two presidential candidates towards right-wing Islamist ideology in Indonesia. With sectarianism on the rise in Indonesia and Islamist groups, once considered fringe and extreme, becoming mainstream in Indonesia, a form of right-wing identity politics has come to the fore. And that's your roundup for today. Thank you so much for that, John. My pleasure. Have yourself a nice long weekend. I will. I mm. will. Yes. Indeed, we all will. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.